part two of uncovering your purpose. Last week, I talked about part one of uncovering your purpose. And that included looking back at some of your career whispers, looking back at things that friends and family asked you for help with, ways that you were known, things that you got in trouble for. All of those are pieces of the puzzle to uncover your purpose. Today, I want to go back to your childhood and formative years, because there's often many, many clues over the course of our childhood. Because back then, we usually did what came naturally. The other thing I'm going to ask you to do during this process is to become a detective of yourself. As we look at your childhood, some of the clues aren't overt. So in becoming a detective, we're going to give you a lens that is of the observer. When you're the observer of yourself versus you're in first person, I realize this is a little meta, then you are able to more objectively identify things. Things that might seem insignificant. So let's get on our detective hats. And I'm going to give you a couple questions that you can use to identify some things from your childhood and formative years. When I'm thinking of detectives, I always think about Sherlock Holmes. I especially love the modern British version with Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm always fascinated with the tiny details that he can identify. And so quickly, his brain works at a rapid speed. The smallest, seemingly insignificant clue to everyone else, including the police in the British version, he could locate. And his brain would connect all of these dots and eventually be able to solve the puzzle, solve the crime. The other reason I want you to take a detective hat is because some of our natural abilities are so natural that we don't, we don't think about them much, and we definitely don't take credit for them. They seem so easy that we believe everyone has them. Surely everyone can do this. This is not special, but that's not true. Everyone doesn't have those abilities. And all of your natural gifts and abilities that come so easy to you that you probably don't even think much about, those actually make up your purpose. And I believe that they feel easy on purpose. Because if they feel easy, then we will move toward them. Part of the reason we don't move toward them is because they seem so easy. Some of us believe that old adage that it's called work for a reason, but that's not true. Things that feel easy, you're onto something. The other reason I want you to do some investigating and put on your detective hat is because most of us have forgotten a lot of our childhood. So 
Investigation question number one. What did you play or make believe as a child? I used to play office and teacher and inventor. During office, I was always the boss. I'm the oldest, so of course I got to be the boss and my sister had to be my assistant. We often would play office in our grandparents' house. My grandfather owned his own business. So in the guest room, he had a drawer filled with logoed pens and pads of paper and files. And we would move one of the desks into the middle of the room and outfit it with all of the supplies. We would also move the phone over from beside the bed onto the desk. And we would play office. And when I was playing office, I had to have a different office name. So my girl boss office name was Stephanie Blake. Why was it Stephanie Blake? I have no idea. I think to this 10-year-old girl, it seemed like a powerful girl boss name. I also happened to love the name Stephanie. In fact, I begged my parents for years to let me change my name to Stephanie. They never let me. I didn't enjoy having an unusual name as a child. No one knew how to spell it. No one knew how to pronounce it. Now I love my name. But back then, I think I wanted to take on a different identity. And I could project into that identity if I had a different name. And so we began playing office. We wrote a lot of memos on those logoed pads. We took a lot of very important phone calls. And somehow we were managing and building a multi-million dollar empire. Today, I own my own business. Coincidence? You tell me. The other thing we played when we were little was teacher. And when we played teacher, I loved it because I got to make up things. I didn't use any of our books. That wouldn't be interesting from school. I just created a chalkboard, again, in the same bedroom in my grandparents' house, and I would teach my sister things. And what would I teach her? Things that I could make up, things that came naturally, topics that I had understanding into. And that's what I began teaching her. And today, I teach. I also love creating things. My sister and I created this game we called Mannequin. And for Mannequin, you would need to be out in the front yard on a beautiful day without your shoes on. And we would pick up each other and swing them around over and over and over and then let them fly into the yard. It's very safe. And however you landed, once you were flung from the other sister, you had to freeze and become a mannequin. And then you had to naturally create something based on whatever pose or stance you were in. Maybe it was a character. Maybe it was a certain profession. Maybe it was just a body in motion. We didn't know it back then, but there was actually a lot of natural alignment and creativity that happened during those moments. And the best part was, there was no right answer. There was no way to actually win the game. 
So we simply created what felt fun, innovative, and natural. What if you did what came natural to you? Question two. What did you want to be when you were a child? I wanted to be many things. When I go back and look at my class book where my mother every year would ask me what I wanted to be or I would fill it in, it was many, many things. But I find it so interesting that looking back, not any of those things said wife or mother. And I just think it's interesting to look back at my childhood and realize I didn't write that down. I didn't get married till I was 47, three years ago. And I don't have any kids. Now, if you had asked me in my 20s or 30s, do you want to get married and have kids? I would have said yes. But was that natural? Or was I reacting to societal determination? normalcy, as it were. When I was a child, for most of my childhood, I actually wanted to be a ballerina. So how come I'm not a ballerina? Well, like many of you, I started off in the direction of my childhood dream. I was a typical child filled with dreams and zero self-doubt because children don't have self-doubt built in. They actually have to learn it. So I began taking a lot of dance classes. My supportive parents even transformed our playroom upstairs into a ballet studio, complete with bars and mirrors and a wood floor. I had my record player and I would make up different routines and dances. Again, fueling that creative instinct that I had. But by the time I got to middle school, the self-doubt started to kick in, mostly based on other people's opinions. People would say things like, you're not tall enough to be a ballerina. You're too curvy to be a ballerina. You're a good writer. Maybe you should think about that. By the time I got to the end of high school, I'd actually chosen a college with a very strong dance department. And yet teachers and other adults continued asking, what are you gonna do with that? So I began pursuing other potential majors. I knew instinctively there was something about what made people tick that I found fascinating, even back then. So then I thought about a degree in psychology, but the same question emerged. What are you going to do with a psychology degree? You're a great writer. Why don't you just major in journalism? And so I did. Journalism and writing came very naturally to me from a young age. And I was really good at it. And I spent most of my career as a professional speechwriter. But even though I was good at it, it wasn't the thing I was meant to be. And I think this is where we can get confused by things that we're good at and then the things that align with our true purpose. Those things that come so easy that they feel like home. Many of our childhood dreams and instincts are pushed to the side. And this is why I want you to spend time remembering and writing down and looking for those 
whispers put together the pieces of the puzzle into themes to ultimately uncover your purpose. Many of our childhood dreams and instincts are pushed to the side by people who think they had our very best interest at heart. They wanted us to be, quote unquote, in a safe profession where we could be successful. But their thoughts are generally based on fear or based on what they don't know. In my family, we didn't know anyone who had a successful career in dance or psychology. So as you answer these two questions, what did you love to do, play, imagine when you were a child? And what did you want to be as a child? I encourage you to think about what were the aspects of both of those experiences and dreams that you want to continue? Looking at your life today, what do you still get lost in? I still get lost in psychology. I still get lost in dance. Dance is still a big part of my life. What gives you energy? What actually energizes you? I feel energized after reading a psychology book, a self-development concept, listening to a podcast on how we're hacking our brain with neuroscience. What do you get lost in? What do you feel energized by? And what whispers and nudges can you see from those natural instincts that you had as a child before anyone formed what they should become? To help you continue in this process, I am dropping a worksheet into this week's email with some additional questions and also some pro tips to help you transform what can sometimes seem like unrelated answers from your childhood dreams and experiences, putting them together with your adult experiences, passions, and ultimately creating what your purpose is, what your dream career is, starting to put together your puzzle pieces. If you need help, you can reach out at kylemartinconsulting.com. And if you'd like to receive those questions, sign up for my email at kylamartinconsulting.com forward slash inspiration. This week, I hope you'll take a small step toward continuing to uncover your purpose on the road to the career and life that you imagined. I am cheering you on. Oh, P.S. If you're enjoying this podcast, could you do me a huge favor and do two things? One, subscribe to it. And two, rate it. This is the only way I know who is listening and if it's helping. Thanks in advance. If you want to start creating the career of your wildest dreams, sign up for my weekly email at kylamartinconsulting.com forward slash inspiration. This is your destination for uncovering your purpose, removing any obstacles, and creating the career you imagined. 